This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now back to your regular programming. You've never heard less productive analysis. Heard nationally, it's the Believe in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. As always, giving you the episode way later than it should be posted. Uh, Today we've got a Week 7 FCS Football Preview. We have a really important game that we're going to get to, and then we kind of have like a side game that I think kind of has an impact on the outcome of the uh, the end of the season. But the important one, we're talking about the marker game, South Dakota State versus North Dakota State. Forgot to introduce ourselves, Joe DeLeon, former teammate, former roommate at the University of Rhode Island, Sean Anderson. Sean, how are we doing today? Can I hear that noise you made right before the show one time real quick? I, I don't think our listeners want Oh, to nice shirt, by the way. Nice violated. shirt, I just noticed. Yeah, I, I'm very low on laundry, and this is actually one of the few clean things I have. Why don't you stand up and show the listeners the nice shirt that I gave Joe? Stand up. This is the best that you're going to Show, get. come on. That, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the shirt. We discussed it for the, for the every episode listeners. That's the shirt that I got at a bar for free, uh, and they didn't have any 2Xs, and the lady gave me a 1X, and she said it could be a muscle shirt for me. I said thank you very much. I know I know exactly who I want to give this to, and that's Joe. Ah, because I'm pudgy light, apparently. Yeah, um, <laughs> your Dahmer heavy though. <laughs> Holy hell! I saw your tweet; it made me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to share this. Can I? Sh- I want to share this with our listeners. So, and I actually wanted to bring this up because, like, I was thinking about this right before we started recording when I was eating lunch. So we were on the trip. Uh, Sean posts a picture of me on, on his story, and one of our former teammates points out a picture out, of you in front of you on the TV. Just so everyone knows, this was a nice thing I did. Correct? You would and, say and inherently what, it's a nice story. What what did what did Why our former teammate that? it was, but what did our former teammate say about me? How how was I described? <laughs> what was the what was the word? Let me pull it up. I don't want to paraphrase. No, this. it was it was it was little Dahmer. Uh, little Dahmer. That's right. And it's a picture of Joe. So that made me upset. (laughs) That made me upset, and I got over it. And then two days ago, Lendell White was in our was in our in our office. He comes by every so often, and he's a funny guy. And we're talking about how Josh apparently auditioned for this role, and Lendell says to him, "Like, oh, like man, I can kind of see that. Like, you you look like Jeff Dahmer." And then, like, without skipping a beat, like I didn't even say anything. Like I was just listening. He pans over and points right at me and goes like, oh, shit, you really look like Jeff Dahmer. <laughs> and I can you have uh, can you have Lendell san- sign some cards for me? For my, that I, I have maybe. I have about a thousand Lendell white cards. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. You can, Why not? Get, you can get your dumb ass out here and have him go sign screw. I love Lendell white. And I love well, that you can ask him your per- goofy Dahmer looking <laughs> ass also. But so the more that I share this with people, the more I keep getting laughed at and I'm at a crossroads. So there's two options that I have here. I shave, I I go buzz cut, go full buzz, take all the hair off, full buzz, full buzz, 
What? I feel like I'd look like um, you would. You would. Look I'd look like, like Logic. You're Fourteen years old. Maybe. I'd look like Logic. <laughs> what a humble brag you just. With the glasses, the, like he's got logic. the same glasses. He's got the same glasses. If I That's... shaved my head, I wouldn't say I would look like John Cena in 03. You don't look like John Cena though. The the glasses. You are don't com- look like Logic. Okay, I don't. I'm not saying I do, but I'm saying the glasses and the buzz cut would be me a failed attempt at trying to look like Logic. You know, you look like who's the who is the with the glasses? You would look like the kid with the eyebrows in uh, We're the Millers. That's who you would look like. The other option, Sean, is if for Halloween that's coming up, do I fully lean into it and do I go as Jeff Dahmer? Is no, that no? You don't do that. See, that's what I'm thinking. But at the same time, I, I'm in a very unique situation here where the you know the. The costume has built itself. I just got to dress get a normal th- my haircut shirt and not this crazy faux Italian poofy pompadour. Just flipping says all the guy the place with the hair. with the skin fade on the side of his hair, and he thinks like you know he's twenty and he's actually twenty four, and he's slowly looking. It's older a regular and fade. It's a regular fade that I have. It's all right, thinning hair. Why don't you just get? It's a it a low skin fade. So that's a skin fade. It's not a high skin fade. Is that not a skin? Is that not a skin fade? I guess it's technically a skin fade. Hey, why don't you just go bald? Because you're going to be bald in about four years anyway. I'm I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. Joe's hair is thinning. It's not thinning. I saw. You've already got very thin hair. I saw it on the trip. You pointed out because you got mad at me because you know it's it's true. I'm I'm just. I am. I am just. uh, I'm being filmed right now. It, it, I'm not going bald. Eat shit and die. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! You, you're, do you're the thinning. do the read. Do the quickly. read. You know what? The only thing that gives me enjoyment these days because I, I'm being just bullied on a consistent basis is betting, which I think I you need should, to get back into. I should what? Be bullied. Eat on shit a and die. Basis. You should. You should continue to be bullied by your peers. Um, football season is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting ne- uh, betting needs this season. Here's a bet that I have for knitting. you. Here's a bet that I have. Will Joe be bald in four years? Uh, the line right now for yes is minus 225. That's oh, still no. a bargain. Stop That's it. That's still a bargain. <laughs> Hop on it right now at betonline.ag. <laughs> Could you not swear during the reads, please? Uh-uh. That is a prop bet that I am submitting to their betting council. So when it appears and it goes live, make sure you take it because next year it'll probably be about 350 and then four years by now, it'll be like a minus 2,000 lock, okay? Uh, regardless, if you want to bet on sports and other boring stuff like that, uh, <laughs> you can head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Hey, hockey started, I guess. So if you're a hockey fan and you live in, the, in Minnesota or you live in any of these powerhouse hockey schools, you're just listening to this because we once brought up your team, but you're really a hockey fan, you know about hockey, start betting on hockey. You get a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to do so to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Baldy, what games do we have? South Dakota State, North Dakota State, and then uh, Richmond, Villanova. But really quickly, though, I just want to touch on. So after we posted the episode the other day and we kind of bashed Campbell a little bit or we properly evaluated Campbell – we indirectly started a commotion. We had a couple of people bitching and moaning. Like, oh, who, are the, who are these guys that were annoyed that nobody knew who they were? Oh, look how many listens they get per show. Uh, th- that's also good, just good video. Yeah. You guys, nobody knows how we do on audio, which I can assure you is a lot more than the video. Um, never, nevertheless, um, 
the one person I, I actually kind of want to call out the one person who is like, oh, these people are nobodies basically. And like, why do we care what they have to say is, is the tone that we got from it. And like your fan base voted on us to come. Yeah. And who else is doing this? And it was what we're doing. There was like almost 200 people from Campbell who voted on Campbell to come. And we're also the only school that's doing these road trips. Like it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be a, like a marketing opportunity. We have a very active, engaging following. It should I, like, be a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Instead of showing up and like everyone acting like we're like a, a, a parasite that wandered into their bloodstream. They I'm going to be out on Campbell. They got sensitive quick. They got real sensitive quick. And I, I promise you, I was being, I was being nice. Same. I, I was being positive. I was being nice. I will say our real listeners, uh, I, I don't even, I, I'd have to go through and recount all the DMs. I got a lot of DMs from our active listeners, the ones that you claim are non, non-existent folks, uh, Campbell folks. That said, what like th- like you should do this next year so you don't get stuck going to a place like Campbell. You should do this next year. I we were personally invited to the school by somebody to a, a specific institution, which I will talk to you about off air, Sean. Here is like he told uh, he, he said basically was outlined. He said that they would basically roll out the red carpet for us, not literally, but but that that was the the description. And again, I'm not I'm not saying anything to JA, JA, and the other folks that great. were in the thread that were making yes. good points, and they said, hey. You know what? What you guys said, we don't disagree with. It was a wake-up call. Hopefully, some things get fixed. We enjoyed having you guys here. We liked that. The people that we met and the people that had our back on social media, all thankful for you so that it was that that you could keep all the clown shoes in check and understand what the real purpose of us being down there was and not just going down there trashing an FCS school, which is the antithesis, is the opposite of what we try to do with this show. You know how much bias we have towards the FCS? You know how apologetic we are to this subconference? <laughs> right. Give Do you know how much break. you need to how much you need to piss us off for us to be sitting here bashing? Like, oh my god. I know. Uh let's talk Jeez. about the folks that actually really like us and we're really excited that we were coming, which sure. is South Dakota State. We've got the marker game this year, which is a game that I kind of wish we went to, and this was the game that we were going to uh this weekend. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, at North Dakota State in the Fargo Fargo Dome is the big game of the weekend. And I want to spend most of our time talking about this. Just going to quickly touch on the second game because it's it, it's more of like a mid-tier CAA game based on how the, uh, the, the rankings in that conference are stacking up. But this game, Sean, first of all, didn't know this, that South Dakota State is one of the most successful programs when playing in the Fargo Dome. Very few teams can win in the Fargo Dome, but apparently South Dakota State is one of the most successful out of any program. So that's something to consider when we talk about breaking down this game. The one thing that stood out to me the most, though, Sean, as we start this discussion, North Dakota State's offensive line is really freaking good this year. I hyped up South Dakota State's offensive line at the beginning of the season. Cody Mock and company, they're only allowing 0.8 sacks per game, and they're third in tackles for loss allowed. That means that they have a high success rate protecting Cam Miller and a high success rate running the football and not giving up any negative rushes. That is dangerous, and that I think is the key thing that we need to start this conversation on with. Well, that's always been their strong suit. They continuously send North Dakota State offensive linemen to the NFL. Dylan Radons, I think, had a start earlier this year, maybe last week, two weeks ago, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. North Dakota State linemen start. And Cordell Wilson uh, starting for the Bengals. Start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, yes. Uh, so 
we're seeing this. We know they've been a powerhouse program. They're in the Midwest. That's where a bunch of great, uh, uh, not even an FCS, just FBS and then even uh, uh, D2, D3, JUCO. A lot of good offensive linemen come from there. They go to Iowa. They go to Mizzou. They go to uh, Wisconsin, wherever. Yeah, that That's where they go to perfect their offensive line craft. And they go to North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, UNI, and that's what we see. So this North Dakota State offensive line, very, very dominant, still has a challenge with the uh, – or on the counterpart with the South Dakota state offensive line. Now I know they're not exactly the same, but if we're going with a Pantheon and ranking the top three in the uh, FCS, both of these teams have, a, I would say a top three offensive line in, in just sh- in sheer talent. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that the talent is there. Um, North Dakota state's success is really powered by their OO line. And, it doesn't surprise us when we find out that they have the third best rushing offense in the country. I, I mean, like it's it seems like it's cliche at this point to even talk about how they're averaging over 260 rush yards per game. Like that, so that absurd. total. And, and there's so many guys that we can name. Does the Navy they, even do that? Do, this, do any of the option teams even do that? And they're not even an option team. That's the insane part. I like know. that's the craziest part about you know what that. they are. They're creative. I, 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 again, Very I follow. Creative. I follow a bunch of of. I hate to admit this. I don't follow, but but I've liked enough tweets and responded to enough tweets. So my algorithm just shows me these coach these Twitter coaches that post clips from games and it's all orbit and it's all zoom motion double pass with a uh, option for the tight end going with a curl or a post, whatever. That's what it mostly is. But they'll tap into North Dakota State uh, mm. uh, film. And then when they get on the goal line, if you were not just running the toss sweep, which they could do all game if they wanted to, they're getting creative. They had an awesome three fullback set that set tw- uh, Twitter by by storm. All right, they do creative fun things with a, a hybrid fullback, running back, tight end, and hum- Hunter Lepke. And they they'll go ahead bring in another two, bring in a double jumbo formation. Do it. We're North Dakota State. Our six and seven offensive linemen are as good as your four and five. So if we're going to put put this double jumbo in at the goal line, you better hope you get underneath them because mm. you're not going to out, outpower them. No, but so here's where things get really tricky, though, Sean. South Dakota State's defense we know is good. How good, you might ask? Sixth in scoring defense, second in total defense, and then I think the gaudiest, the fattest stat, if you will, maybe it's the skinniest stat because it's kind of like a reverse fat stat. They're not even allowing 60 rush yards per game. They have the best run defense. I would argue well-rounded in terms of like all these things, all these numbers, all the talent on the field. I would argue that they have the best defense in the country. So here we are. We have a battle of behemoths, a truly dominant rushing attack going up against the most dominant defense in the FCS. So how does that, how does this battle work out and who ends up winning? And I would argue I typically lean on the defensive side for them to to have success in this circumstance. I don't need no offense in this, actually. I just really? do. Now, now I'm a natural offense leaner. Because they they're, it's too hard to play defense now. It's too hard. It, you targeting, you have roughing the passer, roughing the punter, roughing the kicker, defensive holding. You can't jam the receivers like you're supposed to be able to. Uh, all of these, you can still encroachment, uh, all this Come on, one more. Pull out one more. Pass interference has been crazy. So way harder to uh, play defense at such a high level. So give your props to South Dakota State.
But if we're looking at, I, I think better offense just wins this matchup. They're both very balanced. And if we're going uh, too hard in the paint on these two games, uh, schools, this game is the biggest of the year. It's 1v2. This could have been Weber. Wouldn't happen, by the way. Uh, Weber Colgate. And if they were 1v2, we would be giving them the same amount of praise or, or the same amount of highlight in this game. So it, yeah. it's a big deal to see these two uh, teams face off this week. Yeah. And I understand the premise that you're throwing out there, which is like lean offense because it's like college football and officiating is inherently offensive but we're talking about missouri valley football man like we're talking about like run game that's where the priority is this is like along the line of scrimmage i don't know if it's as much of a a given that they're going to get the benefit of the doubt i just i know that i've seen south dakota state's defense even with injuries along the along that unit and it seems like they're a little bit back to full health now full strength they have against good opponents, strong opponents, shown a level of dominance. And I feel like North Dakota State's schedule thus far hasn't been as challenging as South Dakota State's. Like, this is their first legitimate test. For what South, I keep saying this, for what South Dakota State did against Iowa is more telling to me than what North Dakota State did against Arizona. Again, I disagree. Uh, but again, it, it, this could, this has the potential to be the Adam Bach game. But at the same time, you don't think North Dakota State would see all that film and say, well, we're not going to run his direction, even though he can get sideline to sideline very well. He's as strong as anybody on the field, a phenomenal tackler, good in coverage. I think that North Dakota State and their coaching staff is well aware of the the, the danger on defense that South Dakota State presents to them. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's why... With what South Dakota State showed in those games, I think it still gives a a leg up to North Dakota State and what they showed versus Arizona, which is just balance. It's just true balance versus that uh, in that game. Yeah, definitely a big Bach game. Uh, you know, we we love Bach. We love everything about Bach. Uh, what was I going to say? Are you trying to get Bach, something Bach related started? Is that what you're trying to do? I'll give you. Some, I'll give you a. Good I was trying to do a to think of a joke. Uh, Go ahead. I was trying to come 15. up with a pun and and. Um, those puns i i I was gonna say hard bach but that one wouldn't really work because it doesn't really make any sense um hey joe sterling i got you want to think of an awesome sack call (laughs) the bach man takes him down well i don't i was trying to make a penis joke because his name oh you got a you got a hole in your pair of box (laughs) joe sterling the worst character of all time oh god um could i be be sean waldman Listen here, Joe. Buck really got to him that time. Can you do it? Is that your Susan Waldman? That is my Susan Waldman. Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's your um, Susan Waldman? I I said that you didn't even I, give me I'm not going to Sterling. I'm not going to give you. I you can't just do impressions. I don't, That's all you do. I do a really good Francesa, but we're not going to. You know what clip popped up on my feed was that I completely forgot that Mike Francesa was in. Um, uh uncut gems completely yeah. forgot that popped up i should have said that to you that popped up in my feet i'm like this this made my day good this made my day good fun um, has been on one lately fun oh i gotta, I gotta check it out we're, we're getting distracted <laughs> i said this on the radio though this morning um oh. i think that ultimately what this game comes down to is if north dakota state is able to stay within what they always do best. And what I'm specifically referring to is if they can lean into their run game and if things aren't going well, 
don't veer off from their identity. We saw that happen last year. Last year is the perfect example of what happens when North Dakota State doesn't lean into that aggressive run game identity that they always have. We saw it in person because South Dakota State's defense was good. And then Who are, you, are you yelling at me? <laughs> God. Just let me have a take, man. God. <laughs> you, you, you're yelling at me. Sean, we saw it in person. Listen here, man. Uh, listen. listen here, man. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what. Um, yeah. My point is, is that last year in this game, they were struggling to run the ball, and then they were gradually finding themselves in more and more third and long situations, which eventually led to uh, Cam Miller being flustered when he was trying to complete passes on third and long. And he just at the time is an under a guy with a lack of experience was unable to do. Now he's a lot more experienced and he's shown that he's capable of doing it, but I still firmly believe now that the South Dakota state defense is even better than it was last year, that if you veer off from that identity of running the football aggressively and leaning on that run game, it could be detrimental for North Dakota state. Well, I, I can tell where you're leaning a little bit on this, but uh, it is what it is. You make fun of me because I said lean like four times. No, no, no. I actually wasn't even paying attention to your, your you. adverbs. <laughs> you, why are you jumping down my throat there? I'm saying <laughs> adverbs, not just paying attention to uh, you. God. Simmer down. How, how much coffee today? I had a double espresso and, and a cup, and I'm going to have another cup uh, in like an hour. Makes makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on this game? I think I'll give my final thoughts during FC estimates. Okay. I have other thoughts on FC estimates, by the way. Um, Boy, am I going to be back picking the games. I picked these games. Actually, you know who helped us technically pick these games? I, I selected these games from a Sam Herter article of the best matchups of the week. <laughs> You see how I that, that's so much different than how I do it. I go through every single game. Yeah, and that's how I used to do it. And then we would end up with like slap state versus. Uh, you want to talk about slap state games? We got central. plenty in, in in this in this <laughs> uh, docket that you have for us. These have implications on conference uh, championships, so don't hate. Uh, speaking of implications on conference championships, number seventeen Villanova travels to Richmond um, for a CAA battle. Uh, Sean, I was down on Villanova and then I did my research, which you did not do. Uh, Sean doesn't do research. He just shows up. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, you look like you just like immediately shifted your tone in the way that you were looking at me. you look like you're first of all, I like, I was, I was, I, I was laughing at your transition because your transitions yeah. always make me smile. And then you take a big old dump on me, uh, for no yep. reason on your chest. <laughs> um, Villanova playing against Richmond. Now, I was a little down on Villanova because of all the guys that they lost. But after like doing some digging on this team, man, they have a decent defense. They have one of the worst run defenses in the country, which is which is very, very concerning. They're allowing almost 240 rush yards per game. Their pass defense is really strong. But they are one of the most explosive offenses in the country, which is not surprising. They've always had a history of it. They just have new faces that are in this group. I'm talking about Jaron Hayek who has one of the most, you know, the largest totals of receiving touchdowns and receiving yards with six touchdowns, 567 receiving yards. And then DeWill Barley, who doesn't have like a huge rushing total in the season, is averaging almost seven yards a clip. Overall, this offense is big splash plays in and out all day. And I didn't know that until I did, you know, did some digging on this Villanova team. 
I think I think I trained with one of the Villanova players. Did you? I think he went, I think he went to the same high school as Tez and uh, Miles. Yeah, he Was did. Hayek or Barley? Uh, Rajon Pringle. Oh, pay attention. Of, you didn't. You He's didn't. a stud. Yes, I did. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Villanova's always been a pain in the ass, uh, especially for us because they get really, really. <sighs> Like just their dynamic on offense, especially when you don't think they're going to be like at third and 12, they find a way to, to get it to the running back. They're running all clear out. So it's just a one-on-one versus a linebacker, whatever they would on offense. They were just, just like a, like a rose bush. Every time you put your hand in there, you came out with thorns. You, you just, mm. I don't know. They, they found ways week to week to have a different scheme within the same scheme. They're, t- they're really good at targeting weak links on defense. So whoever that is on Richmond, buckle up uh, because you better disguise that dude or those dudes or that group the best you can because that's what they, they – they just got a magnifying glass over you. I, co- I couldn't – I can't stand Villanova because they're good. That's how it – if you operate that way, then you're a good team, and that's what good teams do. So versus Richmond here, I mean, Richmond, you better show up. You better show up ready to go, well coached, because they, Villanova loves doing this middle of the season. They love mm. doing this middle of the season, late in the season, saying, "Hey, you thought we showed everything versus our FBS matchup? You thought we showed everything versus our first two CAA matchups? They didn't. Uh, Richmond don't have as much of a file on just because we didn't play them, so yeah. patterns don't really. Uh, I'm not picking up on them as much. They seem disciplined. They seem like they always have good enough players from that Virginia area that that, that choose to go there, whether it's Southern Virginia, Northern Virginia, wherever." Uh, so you just got to be ready for that. God. Yeah, we, we know that they had two of the best transfers uh, out of last year's cycle, getting Reese Dinsky, getting Jacob Harry's. Yeah. They've got a lot of juice on the offensive side of the ball, and they're going to be facing off against, um, against a very, very talented secondary that, as I mentioned, is statistically one of the best in the country now. For the notes on Richmond, the only thing that really turned up, they're one of the best in protecting the football. They've got the seventh best turnover margin in the country. Uh, and then, as you could probably expect, they're throwing the ball all over the yard. Harry's and Udinsky are top 10 passing offense right now. Yeah. It just becomes who steps up, who gets the benefit of the doubt here. And Sean, honestly, like as we've talked about, uh, in some of these matchups where it's like, oh, how does the high-powered passing offense do against the really good defensive team? I've already been twice right on this, and I'm going to say it a third time. I'm leaning Villanova because of the fact that they have the matchup defensively because more often than not, a good secondary is able to neutralize a one-on-one pairing with a good receiver and a good quarterback. You can lean that way. I hope you lean that way. I hope you rock that way with it also, okay? Come on, funny. Give me something. Give me some love for that. I got distracted. I'm sorry. I'm getting <sighs> blasted with emails. I hate this. All right. Well, let's get to FC estimates if you don't mind. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I know you have places to be. All right. We tied last week. Seven, uh, seven for 10, seven for 10. Sean's so what does that make 40. us on the season? What, give me the 40. full, give me the full enunciation of our records. Yeah. Yours yeah. You know, the, 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 the full records, Sean is the lead 42, 60, and then I have 41, 60. Okay. On to this week's yeah. games. So Sean um, still in the lead, still winning, still cheated. dominating because he, he cheated cheat. this week. Stonehill at Joe's punk, punk ass because he Stonehill doesn't know how to pick Sacred games. Stonehill at Sacred Heart. Stonehill. 
Give me Stonehill as well. Give me the Fighting Parody uh, Shellbreds. I almost said Schrader. UCA at Kennesaw. Huh. <laughs> UCA, uh, Central Arkansas at Kennesaw. Uh, shoot, I'm changing this, actually. Ew. Central Arkansas. Ew. Who do you? Um, I'm going Kennesaw. Elon at URI. Smart. Smart. Good pick, Joe. Elon at the University of Rhode Island. You give your pick first, by the way. On this one. Only if you read what you wrote down exactly. I picked Elon uh, because I need to catch up because Sean's cheating. Why do you need to catch? Oh, you are not believing in the boys. I am taking the Rhode Island. That's who I am taking. Still undetermined whether or not I'm going up for homecoming, by the way. Not sure. If you haven't figured it out by now, you're probably not going. Hey, I got lodging. I have time. I have all the equipment that I need. I just need to go get a tire on my car. Yeah, that's usually important. Uh, Give me Elon, though. Uh, Drake at... St. Thomas. Stinker of a game. St. Thomas. This actually yeah. has really big implication. Okay. This has really big implications on the outcome of whichever conference that they play in. <laughs> Drake, uh, for me, uh, South Dakota State at North Dakota State in North Dakota game. State. Give me South Dakota State. Give me the Jackrabbits. I'm, never mind. I'm going to say it after the show. I, I, I thought of a good Bach. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was going to be good for Bach, but I'm not going to sure. say it. Uh, sure. Villanova at Richmond. I will take Richmond in this game. Uh, give me Villanova. Sac State at Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington uh, riding with the Flying Rusties. Not surprising that you win. Uh, I'm going to go with Sac State in this matchup. You are <laughs> uh, Tam U Commerce versus uh, McNeese State. Are you going to give your take? I'm I'm picking the game. Uh, Tamu Commerce. I'm going with Tamu Commerce. They're a hot team right now. One of the hottest teams in the country. One of the best programs in the country. Give me Texas. Yeah, is that what Tim Herter wrote? (laughs) I didn't. No, the article was just a list of games. There was no writing. I'm sure. There was no. There was no conjecture. I'll find that article. Go ahead. There was no conjecture. It was just a. You're giving me some conjecture right now. I do. I do this every single week. I always pick the from the article that he has, so I don't waste my time. I used to do it the method that you do it. Uh, What's a proper method? The proper methods. uh, Tarleton at Stephen F. Austin. I'm taking the fighting Dustin Heltons of Stephen F. Austin. Uh, I'm also going with the fighting Dustin Heltons of Stephen F. Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Alcorn at Southern. No one loves posting a picture of their face more than Dustin Helm. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> no, and no so one du- hates distance Dustin, from their face in the camera. <laughs> Dustin's, uh, Dustin's, <laughs> Dustin's making the the Sakluki shirts. I want a fighting Dustin Helton shirt. Can somebody I please love make a fighting Dustin Helton shirt? A purple fighting Dustin Helton shirt. I want with one. him I wear it. and his beard and his eyes. Some of those eyes are are bulging, and but not. I want him on a by a pool also. No, I wasn't on the excavator. Hotel, uh, oh, oh, yeah, on, on, on the wait, it wasn't an excavator. What was it? Um, oh, it was, oh, was so a cold planer. It was oh, a cold yeah. planer. <laughs> oh God. Um, well, as you can tell, we like our active listeners because they like us. Uh, Campbell, you guys are on the shit list. We have one more. There's one more. I did all of them. Alcorn at Southern. Oh, I said Alcorn at Southern. You just didn't give your pick. Alcorn. Alcorn as well. All right. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio, Hack City on YouTube. Uh, This was the FCS Football Podcast on Hack City. Anything else? No. Wrap it up. Damn right, that's it. All right. Drive safe, everyone. Peace.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.